Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. And Dan Burns will help you keep it running. Good morning. Welcome to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns, ASC Certified Technician at Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Uh, less construction when I was there a couple days ago. They got it put back together. Yeah, they? it looks just, very good. Just in time for snow. And the leaves are falling. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I had a chance to get some more good coffee while you did the work. Yeah. This time of year rem- reminds me of... Uh, in 1991, when we had our Halloween snowstorm, yes. I owned a gas station at the time, and they were putting three new 9,000-gallon tanks in the ground. Uh, during that storm. During that storm. Oh. So, wow. And the ground, the ground, unfortunately, was contaminated, and so that all that needed to be dealt with. But at any rate, those, those, uh, those holes that were, you know, 30 feet deep all got uh, filled with snow and and ice, wow. and it ended up taking the whole winter to put it back. Great again. timing. So, yeah. Wonderful. So anyway, about Grand Avenue, I'm glad they got it done before the snow. The snow fell. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, if you have any kind of a car care issue, car, truck, van, and you have to bring it in or want to, your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, uh, call us or text Dan, and he'll um, possibly give you some idea of what may be wrong so you can tell the service writer what you think is going on. Might save some trouble, might save some time, and might save some money, too. For that matter, you and I were talking when um, I was visiting with Lloyd's getting the oil changed. And uh, I was saying, you know, I didn't realize this up until I'm almost embarrassed to say, till maybe a couple of years ago, I thought, well, which car am I driving? My wife's car? Let's see, where's that gas that filler thing? Where do I, is it this side or that side? And I find there are little arrows. There's an arrow on the gas filler gauge, the gas gauge. Yeah. Which side is which? Now they've all they have not always been there. They have not always been well, there. They've probably been there for a few years. I think all cars have them now. They probably or, do, or at least the ones I've noticed. The ones I drive because I drive several different cars. That, yeah, that I have to fuel up, and I same thing. I remember I forget which car I'm in, and where is what side of the car is the gas yeah, filler in? And yeah. if you look at your gas gauge, it's actually a little diamond. Yeah, and that little diamond is pointing in the direction of where the where you put the spout yeah. is, so you pull up to the gas pump on the on the right side because the you know back in the old days the hoses were long enough to reach both sides, That's but true. they're not anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. That's right. You have to back up and turn around. Yeah, <laughs> you have to be on the right side. So that no, that's a great tip. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, but, good, uh, good deal. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's never too late to learn new things. No, like that's that. right. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six, or send a text like some <laughs> folks are doing, getting both calls and text messages. Uh, text number is eight one eight. Zero seven. Bob is calling from Lakeville. He's first up here. Thanks, Bob. What is your question for Dan? So I've got a 2015 Buick Regal, and about a month ago, I was having trouble. One start, and I had to get it jumped, and the the uh, battery was all corroded and whatever. I took it in, got it all cleaned up, and it ran fine till yesterday. Now I'm running into the same problems where uh, I, it'll start fine, then it, then it won't. It'll just click a few times. Next time I try to start it, then it'll start fine. And I notice it's corroded again already in just a month's time. 
Uh, any ideas what's going on? I wonder, did they put a new battery in at the time? No, it's yeah. the original battery. Yeah, I think that's uh, fifteen is a little early to uh, to need a battery, but <clears throat> the the for some reason the battery is giving off a lot of gas, and that's what's causing that corrosion. And what you're describing is for sure a bad connection. So I think I think the the real solution would will be to uh, take that take that back apart. Make sure that the cables are really clean, and and sometimes they're hard to get clean. We have a we have special wire brush things that we use on them to clean them up to get them shiny, get the metal shiny again, and uh, and then put a new battery in. And I'm sure that, and make sure that you have a nice tight connection uh, after you put the battery in because that's another big problem that people have. They put a battery in and they don't get the clamp all the way down on the post or or if it's a side post one, they, the, the plastic gets in the way and they don't get them tight. And if you don't get it tight, you're not getting a good connection. And that clicking sound is a lack of volt or a lack of amperage, actually. Um, the starter is demanding more than it's able to provide through that poor connection that you have there. Okay. So You guys ever do, uh, it's outside of cleaning it up, making it shiny, is there any chemical people put on or you put on or no? Well, if it, it's actually baking soda. Oh, okay, baking, sure. baking soda make, uh, mixed in, I think it's baking soda. Probably, Arm sure. and Hammer in the yellow yeah, box. Yeah. <laughs> that's a base, and chemically, you know, that's op, that neutralizes an acid, which sure. is what battery is. And so if you uh, mix a little of that up, you'll watch it bubble. It looks kind of interesting and scary but but uh and then rinse that all clean and then and it works yeah that works great all right good luck bob thanks for that texture says is there any th- interesting question is there anything my digital oil pressure gauge can tell me about my vehicle's health no mm-hmm. well yes I guess it was but low. only a, unfortunately if it's telling you something about your vehicle's health it's catastrophic so uh you know it's kind of if 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 you have if you have problems big enough where you're seeing low oil pressure, uh, you've got very large problems going on. But at any rate, the reason that they give you that gauge is, is to keep an eye on it. So it should be in the normal range and it should stay in the normal range. And and if it doesn't, uh, then like I say, I, I, you probably have a pretty big problem going on. Here's another text, Dan. It says, a 1999 Saturn, uh, everything runs fine until it gets warm. Then it will not go into reverse once it's cooled down, and then we'll go into reverse again, have changed fluid and filters, don't know what else to do. Well, that's <clears throat> that's all you can do short of t- taking it in, and, and uh, you're probably looking at a, a transmission overhaul or, or replacing that transmission with a rebuilt transmission. Okay. Uh, our two thousand. I know we have to take a break here, Dennis. Uh, our uh, two thousand four Lexus RX three thirty has been diagnosed with a small front differential leak. What are my options or questions I should ask? Well, bring it in. <clears throat> options are monitor it. If it's differential fluids are are kind of funny because they they'll leak a lot for you know if you overfill it a little bit they'll leak a lot. And then once they get down to that level of the leak, which probably is not a dangerous level, uh, then they kind of slow down or stop. So mm. maybe the, the first thing you should do is monitor it and see how much it's leaking. And then, uh, you know, the, the repair is there's a seal somewhere that has let loose and, and it's allowing the fluid by. But it might be so slow that uh, there's, it's not necessary to do anything with it. All right. So I think my first advice would be to just monitor, monitor. it and see how it does. All right. 
Uh, Dan's going to be here till just about 7.45, so don't wait. If you have a, a question, you can call it in at 651-989-9226 or send Dan a text, 81807. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. And if you're new to the area, uh, let's find out from Dan where the heck Lloyd's is on beautiful Grand Avenue. Lloyd's is at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and, Lexington and Victoria on Chatsworth. Uh, if that matters to anybody, but not very many people know that. <laughs> That's true, though. <laughs> right between Lexington and Victoria. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call. Big Nick will be there this morning at 651-228-1316. Actually, Nick and Nick at... Both we, we have two Nicks. Two Nicks. Of course, Big Nick is very large and... and, and uh, Little Nick is large too, but but <laughs> Little Nick has worked for me for for uh, since he was fifteen. Actually, that, I know he was and young. So but... Back then, he was little Nicky, and so uh, then he went in the Marine Corps. Then he went in the Marine Corps and got big, and yeah, now he's now he's not little Nicky. He's way bigger than I am. But Absolutely, he's, yeah, he's not yeah. little Nicky anymore. Yeah, you have good people there. There's Thank no, you. no no doubt about that. Yeah, well, we'll get you that phone number before Dan leaves. Keep in mind now, he's only Dan will be here till about seven forty five or so. So if, don't wait. If you have a question, call it in or send a text like some folks are doing. Uh, here's an interesting one here. My pickup has four-wheel drive that I very seldom use. Should I be using it once in a while, even in the summertime? Yes, you should. Well, seasonally, for sure you should. So you should you know, check out, exercise it. The, that's a good word for that, Denny. The, the, there's uh, motors and arms and levers uh, inside the transfer case and inside the differentials that have to move. Uh, when you put it, for example, in four time full or full time four wheel drive or in or in low range four wheel drive, one mm-hmm. of those, and they need to be moved once in a while or they won't move. It's just like this. Like I've said, if you have door locks on the outside of your car, use them once in a while. If you never use them, they're use gonna the get, key. Yeah, they're going to get stuck in position, and and then they won't work when you need them to. So. No, that's a great idea. They're they're meant to be moved and used, and so do do that. That's a good very text. good idea. Good thing. In, in fact, I drive a four wheel drive vehicle, so I think I'll do that when you I get in get too. in my yeah. truck on the way home today. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Uh, let's see. Good morning, Dan. Here's the text. Uh, I have a '95 Nissan uh, to something. I can't read it. Uh, 180,000 miles. I need to replace the AC compressor. How do I know if it has a heat switch or not? I don't know. Well, I know how I would find that out, but I can't tell you that off the top of my head. Um, And it probably doesn't matter. It it, uh, probably, uh, whether it has it or not, would would, is just a uh, can be disconnected. You know what I mean, or or eliminated. But at any rate, uh, if you just look it up online, or you know, call call your shop and ask them, they'll look it up for you. And see where it is, what it looks like, and then then you'll know. Then you can compare that to your car. You know, compared to the old days, it's amazing what you can find online. The information it's unbelievable. Crazy. Well, yeah. in fact, you know, uh, when I first started in this business, <clears throat> if you were working on something wiring related, there was no information. We just had to guess and spend all sorts of time <laughs> tracking wires and tracing wires, and the information was just not available. And now. It's readily available and really good and all color coded and so yeah no that's a that's a huge of course cars are way more complicated that's true now, 
but uh, but the information is available, which makes a big difference for us. I tell you what, let's go back to the phones. Folks are calling in. Uh, let's see who's first up here. Rob is calling from Mankato, Minnesota. Rob, you're on CCO. Good morning. Good morning, you guys. Uh, thanks, Dan, for taking my call. I have a question. I went to have my oil changed, and he wanted to put synthetic oil in there, which I know is better, but my manual says it doesn't need that. But my grandpa always told me, change your oil every 3,000 miles. Do I really need to spend the extra money? It was almost double. Uh, to use synthetic oils and regular oil is regular oil fine. Uh, regular oil is just fine. In fact, you know, cars have gotten by for many, many years. In fact, regular oil has gotten much better, so it's pretty close to synthetic anyway. And so, you, uh, the key word was you changed your, you do change your oil every three thousand miles, and any conventional oil will hold up for that. So. Sure. You keep doing what you're – in fact, for the rest of your life, keep doing what your grandpa taught you. <laughs> That's right. You will, And I'm a grandpa. I know all about that. <laughs> if you do what grandpa says, you will do just fine by that. All right. Good deal. Good question, Rob. Thank you. Uh, Scott's calling from Blaine with a question for you, Dan. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah. See, I got a 2012 uh, Chevy Silverado power windows. Uh, the switch for the passenger window – uh, does not roll the window up and down all the time. Uh, you, you can flick the switch uh, 30 times, and it might roll it up once, but you go over to the driver's or passenger side, and it rolls up and down all the time. Is that just a switch? I think so, it's, and it's the master that master switch assembly, which is unfortunate. It'll be a little bit more expensive. But, but uh, you know what happens is uh, stuff gets spilled in them. Uh, dirt and debris gets, you know, just time allows dirt and debris because they, they make those little little uh, valleys for your fingers to fit in. And, of course, that catches everything else, too. And uh, so it gets full of dirt and debris. And so that's pretty common. We replace those quite a bit. Oh, there you go. Yep. All right. We have to take a break. I want to alert Frank. You're going to be next on the phone. Then we'll grab some text messages as well. Dan Burns will be here for about another 15 minutes. So don't wait if you do have a car, a car care question for us. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul, helping you out as he's done for many years here on CCO. Well, Frank in St. Paul, Dan, has been waiting to ask you a question. Uh, Frank, thank you. What is your question? Hi, Dan. This is, uh, um, you know, I have a 2000 Honda CRE, and its check engine light was blinking. So I took the mechanic. The mechanic changed all the fuel injectors. Um, I had an accident in, the, in this car, you know, I spent at that time, you know, a lot of money in it. And now the mechanic is t- 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 telling me the valve is, you know, clicking. Uh, I don't know what to do. Uh, what What could that mean, Dan? Well, um... <laughs> my advice would be trust your mechanic. Yeah. Uh, that, and, and if you're worried about that, I don't. I mean, I don't. There's lots of valves that could be clicking, so I'm not sure exactly what to what it, what it could be or what it is. But uh, this would maybe maybe the to to the, to his point. I think the best thing is if if your mechanic tells you something and your and it causes you to pause or makes you uncomfortable. I think just like if you're talking to your doctor or your plumber or anyone else in the world, if it, I I would trust my instincts. Sure. So. If you're troubled by what they're telling you, then uh, start with having them explain so that you understand exactly what they're talking about. And if you're still uncomfortable, 
then go get another opinion. Get another opinion. Yeah. Go to another and shop. Go to another shop. Get another opinion. And, and you know, if they're right and fair, then go back to them because that's fair. They Yeah, <laughs> that's true. They analyze. They, they were doing a good yeah, job. And, and, uh, and so uh, do that. But – but I think I think that's just a true thing in life. If if you're not comfortable, you should trust your instinct because that's usually pretty good. Yep, you're right. Thank you. Good luck, Frank. Uh, Greg is calling from Burnsville. Then we'll grab some text messages. Uh, Greg, good morning. Good morning, and thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Uh, this weekend, uh, what I plan on doing on Sunday is going on a nice uh, drive, looking at the leaves and such like that. And I thought, you know, for having an old car. Uh, this is a perfect chance to run uh, like a gas treatment uh, through the car. So uh, what I was thinking is using stable, or not stable, but seafoam to run through the car. And then when I put it away shortly, uh, I use treat- um, the stable to stabilize the gas. Is it a problem to kind of overlap these two things, or do you want to run that stable through you know, say the last hundred miles or so, or what? You- uh, that's. I think you're. You're. Again, your instinct is actually absolutely right. Uh, you should. You should do the cleaning first. Let the tank get low, and then, uh, in fact, you know, to to do the cleaning when the tank is a little bit lower and and run a concentrated uh, formula through is probably a good idea. And then when you're going to add the, the stabilizer, fill the tank up so that the cleaner gets very diluted and then add the gas stabilizer. So that's exactly what you should do. Good idea. Right. Good going, Greg. Thank you. Uh, let's see. We want to grab some text messages before we run out of time. Here's a Ford Escape 2012. Fan-only speed four works. Is that something easy to fix when it only works on uh, one uh, speed. Yes, that is an easy thing to fix. It's it's the uh, blower motor resistor. When it's on high speed, uh, it goes directly from the fuse to the blower motor, uh, and there's no resistance in there to slow the fan down. And so that's why it's still working. As soon as you start going through the resistor, you have an open circuit, and that's why it's not working on any of the other three speeds. Okay. So, the blower motor resistor, which is usually located behind the glove compartment or something like that, and and uh, but that's what needs to be replaced. Another text says this, Dan, my son has a 2004 Chevy Trailblazer. The gas gauge not working properly. Is this an expensive thing to fix? It probably is, unfortunately, because uh-huh. it's uh, the gas sending unit is in the gas tank and uh, is, par- is part of the uh, fuel pump assembly, and so... Oftentimes, the repair will be to replace that whole fuel pump assembly, and that's a big job, and you know, a big labor job, and a, an expensive part as well. There's a 2014 Avalon. Very occasionally, will hesitate after turning a corner or accelerating from a slow speed. It's scary until it quote catches and drives normally again. Have you ever seen this? Well, we have, and I'm wondering if the engine revs and the transmission doesn't pull. Or if the uh, if the engine actually has a hesitation in it, and but at any rate, I agree with you. It's scary and probably not safe mm. uh, when you're trying to quickly accelerate out in front of traffic. That's a that's a bad deal. And you so and your guys would go for a test drive. We would be glad to go for a test drive. Any shop would be glad to do that with you. See what it's doing. Give you their first impression, and probably tell you 
uh, we need to uh, you, we need to you're going to have to spend a little money so we can do some diagnostic on it and figure out what's going on. But that that's probably something you should take care of. That doesn't sound particularly safe. Uh, as you said, Texter says about exercising four wheel drive. Should the air conditioner be used during the winter? If so, how often and for how long? The air conditioner is used during the winter. You don't have to do anything with that. Anytime you turn on your defroster, the air conditioning compressor turns on under certain conditions or under most conditions. The uh, air conditioning compressor turns on as well to dry, to take the moisture out mm-hmm. of the vehicle so that your uh, defrosters work more efficiently. And, and the, you know, by breathing, we put a lot of moisture in the air, and that's the way they take it out of the car. Uh, do we have time? Yes, we do. Another text says, uh, I have a 98 Chevy Blazer that I need to bleed the brakes. I've been told by several shops that you need to have a very expensive scan tool to activate mm-hmm. uh, to activate the uh, ABS pump into a mode that will allow bleeding of the brakes. That's quite a long text here. I'm sorry, but did you say it was a 98? Correct. Yeah, that's not true. You can, on an older vehicle like that, you can just bleed right through the you ABS can. system. Okay. The trick is, and this is the thing you need to be careful on an older vehicle like that, is the bleeder screws are very likely rusted into place and will be difficult to open. Um, don't break them off. Uh, make sure that you have a way to heat them up or, or do something to uh, to... Uh, get those open or you'll have trouble. I think we have time for maybe one more quick one. 2001 Grand Cherokee, eight-cylinder, 245,000 miles. The oil pressure gauge shows zero pressure upon startup, stays there for several miles, but then rises sporadically. How can I determine whether I need an uh, oil pump or oil sensor or sending unit? Uh, Well, what we would do is remove the oil pressure sending unit, which is usually pretty easy to do, We'd screw an adapter in there and then hook up a mechanical gauge and, and test the oil pressure. Oh, okay. and, if, and if the oil pressure truly is low, you're probably not going to do anything about that. It's probably not, probably not an oil pump either. It's probably uh, a worn-out engine. The age of the car, <laughs> 245,000. You can't build pressure in too big of a volume, and, and uh, if everything is too loose, you don't get any pressure. True, so, good point. So that could be what it is. But, uh, but if the if – the, uh, pressure is good with the mechanical gauge, then as long as you have the, the uh, sending unit out, simply replace it. They're replace inexpensive that. anyway and, uh, and see if that takes care of it. We're out of time, Dan. We're going to have more car care next, uh, next week. How do we get in touch with Lloyd? Well, you can give us a call at 651-228-1316. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or come on over, 982 grand. And if you know a good mechanic, a good technician, or you are one and you want a great job. Thank you for bringing that up. Yes, we do have, rarely we have an opening, but we do have an opening for a mechanic. I mentioned it next yeah. week or last week, and we, we move slowly on this because we're a pretty tight family. But, uh, but the right guy would, uh, would do very, very yeah. well to come, so come work at Lloyd's Automotive. Spread the word. All Thank right, you. Dan. We'll see you down the road. Sounds Thanks good. very much. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.